just get out there where you've never gotten before. Get, call out to God. Raise your hands and cry out to Him. Just open your heart to Him. Just let, let it out. Let praise flow out of you like rivers of living water. Let love just flow. Tell Him what He means to you. Tell Him who He is for you. Tell Him what He is to you. right now with pain in your body cry out you are my healer you're my healing if you're depressed you say you are my hope you are my peace whatever you need him to be he will be he is you hear now you feel like there's just nobody there for me right now tell him you're there for me you're there for me my very present help in time of trouble. I talk to you. I share my heart with you. I open up to you. I open up to you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Reach over and touch that person next to you and just tell them, I bless you. In the love of the Lord, I bless you. I bless you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We'll go ahead and dismiss the young people, college age, the children, for their groups for a few minutes of breakout. Hallelujah. While they're going, don't, we need to uh, really share this with you. We appreciate so much your cooperation and what you're doing so far. And just want to remind you that the toys for the Navajos, uh, we're currently collecting the toys for the children in New Mexico. And you see the box by the door back there. Please donate new toys uh, in that collection box located in the foyer. We need them here by November 17th so that they can be prepared, ready to go, and be sent uh, to the precious children over there in New Mexico. So we thank you for that. Also, SWAT. The Sanders Family Christmas Play, they'll be going to see that November 11th at 7 o'clock. You can see Sister Kay Weeders for more information. The Gracetown Kids Christmas Play, please sign your child up uh, for them to be in this play. It's going to be awesome. They need to be there. First practice will be Monday, November 29th at 6 o'clock. And then the Gracetown Girls Kids Cake Cereal Bar Drive, uh, collecting cereal bars for Louisiana Food Bank after school program. And uh, you could be donating that in the foyer, and that's also needed by the 17th. So praise God for all that God is doing. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to share a few minutes with you tonight, just something that I feel God's put on my heart. So I just want to share some things with you. You know, you can plan things, and God is going to have His way. And this morning, it's amazing that I heard from the young generation, and I heard from the older generation, that there was a uniting of the generations this morning. I heard it from all generations that the younger felt to honor for the older, and the older were able to impart to the younger. There was something supernatural. And I heard it countless times this morning, this afternoon, and tonight, that something happened. And the desire that I heard from the elder, and the older, and the desire I heard from the younger was that they even desire to see 
that there's no difference, that this church is complete in every age group and it's united. And I heard young, young kids telling me that from their own mouths. We see it and we want to uni- see the church united of all age groups, no divisions, no separations. And so that, that just drove my heart with, with a gratitude to see that God is doing something supernaturally. And the Lord said, well, isn't, if you had summed up word of grace in a few words, what would you say? And I thought about it, and I wrote this down. I said, to sum up word of grace in just a few words would be this. God working behind the scenes. You saw the video last week of that minister calling me out of a crowd after a three-day seminar. And I was the only one who called out, and he prophesied about what God was going to do here in central Louisiana. And the contacts we've had, and the things that we've been able to do, the things we've been able to build, and the places we've been able to go, and, and the nations we've been able to touch, and the and the the uh, the uniting and the uh, the uh, connections, the divine connections that have happened in this church, has been God working behind the scenes. How how you got here? This church isn't about just how we got here; it's how you got here, and what God has been doing, and what God is going to be doing. And I, I just had on my heart the seven mountains. And this is something, a seminar we taught a few years ago. The heartbeat of our heart, the heartbeat of the Wagner Institute that we were part of. And, 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 and Brother Chuck Pearson and Dutch Sheets and so many others about getting back into the seven mountains. And something that was stirring in my heart this afternoon was that I'll, I'll maybe getting into it later on. But in Ezekiel chapter 37, everyone knows about the dry bones. And, and as you know, he, the prophet Ezekiel was taken by the Spirit. He was taken to walk among the dry bones. And as he was walking among the dry bones, the Lord started speaking saying can these dry bones live and as he said Lord you know it and the Lord said yes I'm able to make these bones live and he says I want you to speak the word that will cause these dry bones to come alive even within this valley and it says that as he spoke the word the spirit of the Lord came upon these dry bones and by a progression of the spirit and by a progression of the word and as in in a progression of an encounter with the spirit of the living most high God the bones became real they came connected they came a divine connection they came the sinews they came the skin they came the muscles and then the spirit of God continued moving until the word of God says that that which was once dead and barren and, and, and living at the foot of the mountains all these bones became a mighty army and the Lord reminded me of the seven mountains saying I'm going to take that which is discarded I'm going to take that which disarrayed I'm going to take that which is broken I'm going to take that which has been thrown away and I'm going to cause a uniting of my spirit to come alive within my people and I'm going to raise up a mighty army and I'm going to send my people into the highways and the byways and the Lord reminded me as many are going out and we're ministering to the different people in the different areas of central Louisiana and you're seeing the ministries to the hospital and to the children and to the elderly and, and the veterans but yet I feel the Holy Spirit of God saying it's not only to raise them up so that they're standing upon their feet but it's about taking them into the place of vision to where they will be able to see that God is working behind the scenes and God is bringing a people together that never had a future before and he's going to give these people who sat in darkness and had no vision he's going to bring them together by coming alive through these ministries and being a part of this body and being a part of this ministry and the ministries that are being raised within this ministry to arise up and walk through this valley but not only that they may come alive and live but that they will be able to get ready them ascend he will take the people from the projects of 
Highway 28. And he will impart a vision to them. And we believe that we're going to see those precious children be able to walk from point to point, from peak to peak to religion, the mountain of media, government, family, education, business, arts and entertainment. We're going to see people from the different areas of this area come alive in the spirit of Christ to be able to not only have a future and a hope, but become somebody. We're not just out to rescue them. We're out to see them rescued from their past and brought into a future. We have a mission. And it's being birthed out of a passion. And it's going to be work. Teaching them to go from peak to peak. Every time we go to another peak, you get to that peak and you think, oh, I've made it. And you get up there and there's another peak you didn't see until you got that high. How many of you know what we're seeing right now? We haven't seen the beginning of what we're going to see. And when you get up there, you go, oh, my Lord. I'm not even halfway up this mountain. I thought this was it. It's like traveling through Texas. You go eight hours, and you look for the sign that says El Paso or Waco. And it says another 500-something miles, and you go, oh, my word, does this state ever end? That's how it is when you climb in the mountains of the Spirit and you're encouraging people along the way, get up and climb. Get up and climb. And so I feel like God is speaking and of course there's resistance. And one of the things that Brother Don, Brother Don Furman said this morning that was so awesome, that touched the hearts of the young people. He said in World War II, World War I, He'd mentioned the amount of people who died, and he said there was a whole generation of young men lost. And it impacted the young people. And this afternoon, I felt like the Holy Spirit said that in central Louisiana, the reason this, so, this area is not more advanced than it is, and many of you from here, so you know, the region, this area has not been more advanced for as God-minded as this region is. It should be more advanced. As awesome as God has been in this church, we should have more here tonight to hear about vision. We should be more area. We should be in a different peak. We should be a different point of the mountain. But when you're battling the spirit of religion that has taken a whole generation. We talked about the Germans and many others taking a whole generation this morning. And wiping out a boat and killing over 600. But how many churches and ministries... How many marriages and how many homes has been taken out by the torpedoes of religion? That the religion has been in this area pounding for years saying, you're not good enough. You're bad and God is going to get you. And always given the image of how God is a mean God and God is a bad God and you're a bad people and you'll never go nowhere and you'll never do nothing. And the spirit of religion telling you to doubt the truth of the word of God and religion telling you that God doesn't do certain things anymore because that's the God of the old covenant. That's the God of the times of the apostles, but that's not the gods of today. And religion telling you that God is not able to do that anymore and God is not that same God anymore. And the, this word of God is not the same power that it had back then it was for a certain time when it was needed and when you hear about people are skipping verses because they don't want to touch on the area
area of homosexuality or others because they don't want to offend and everybody's worried about being politically correct and it's all about having the biggest churches and it's all a rat race and it's always trying to get a name out there but the spirit of God is saying I'm about ready to sink the spirit of religion and I'm going to raise up sons and daughters of the spirit I'm going to raise up sons and daughters who have my heart I'm going to raise up sons and daughters that have my spirit I'm going to raise up sons and daughters that even though a whole generation has been destroyed by the spirit of religion that we have played church been church belonged even on a row of a church but have never really walked and talked and acted like Christ the head of the church and so I'm speaking vision tonight I want to renew that even though it seems like generations has been lost in Sister Louisiana there's a spirit and there's a cry and just back in July brother Chuck Pierce prophesied and he showed the map of Louisiana. It was dark in the north and the south. It was all dark. But the light was shining on central. And he says, the glory's coming from central Louisiana. And there's something going to happen. It's not going to be a religious move. It's not going to be a man-made move. It's going to be a move of the Spirit. And generations are going to be one and not lost. Because the Spirit gives life, but the letter kills. So God is wanting to do something here. And what I felt tonight, reformation living is the vision. Martin Luther he nailed the 95 feces on the wall and he says, it's good things are going to change. And I prayed and I pray that the Spirit of God is going to nail the thesis of the Holy Spirit upon our hearts. And whatever we have been doing and whatever we're doing that is not bringing forth the fruit as it should that there's going to be theses of reformation put upon our hearts, that each and every one of us is going to have an encounter with the living Holy Spirit, and we're going to be changed and transformed, and there's going to be a reformation in our minds and our hearts to better flow with the Spirit. And there's going to, yes, there's going to be resistance. Church, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be resistance. You're going to feel like resisting. I'm going to feel like resisting. There's going to be a resistance in the atmosphere. There's going to be a resistance on behalf of people. There's going to be a resistance on the behalf in the atmosphere, in worship, and in the city. There's going to be a strain. At times it's going to feel like this so hard. At times it's going to be so difficult. But if there's a resistance, it's only because the enemy is scared. It's only because the enemy is being challenged. If there's no resistance, if there's no reason for offense, it's because there's no defense. But bless God, there's something getting ready to be passed into the hands of the bride of Christ to get ready to go where it's never been before. And I'm believing that there are saints who have been crying out for revival and reformation in central Louisiana. And I believe that it is going to come and we're going to be a part of it and we're going to experience things we've never experienced before. But may the grace and the Spirit of God allow us not to be resistant to the move of the Holy Spirit when it comes. Somebody shout out, things are going to change. Things are going to change. I wrote down here, the spirit of religion seduces Jezebel. The spirit of religion seduces men to, believing, to believe things about God that's not true. To believe things about God that is not true. Each and every one must come to know and hunger after Father God. To know what's true, what's not, what's of man, and what's not. The spirit of religion will tell you things that are not true. Religion causes men to believe that they're okay when they're not we can have a revival without humility and religion tells you oh you're okay you're a deacon you're an elder your parents bought the bench you've been in church a long time you're okay religion will tell you you're okay but the spirit of God is grieving on the inside 
saying what men, men are prophesying false prophecies about you're okay and I the Lord see the heart and you're not okay. He said it over and over again to Israel. It will seduce you believing that God is mean and he's not a God of trust. Religion will rob us because it says that it's the words of men that make the traditions of men that make void the power of God. You hear me, church? It will rob you. Full of resistance. Somebody shout out, it's going to change. I wrote down a definition here. When the enemy causes us to be resisted, if we're going to resist, we have to become deaf. And we have to become dull to what the enemy has been telling us for way too long. We got to give a deaf ear to circumstances, a blind eye to circumstances. And understand that we don't have to be listening to what the enemy's saying. But I'm going to be deaf to what the enemy's saying. I'm not going to listen to him anymore. Can I hear an amen? I want to share something with you uh, quickly here in Hebrews chapter 11. Well, I only have five minutes, so let's skip all that. Oh, there's some good stuff, so I'll go back next time. But there's something I want to show you. I want you to go with me, Genesis 25, and I'll just share this and I'll end. Genesis chapter 25, verse 21. And I know you're saying, go on, go on. Well, come back next week. I want to share this with you because there's going to be resistance. There's going to be seeking comfort zones and as I was sharing during worship and I was feeling the Lord is a responder and we must respond and, and, and there's going to be times we have to get out of our comfort zone and we may have to do something we may not feel like doing but you may have to dance like David danced. My wife and I was ministering in Cuero, Texas when we were missionaries and I remember we had this service and the Spirit of God was moving so strongly and this lady came up and she was walking with help and she had broken her ankle and instead of getting a cast that weekend, she came to church believing that God was going to heal her. And she came up front after I ministered to her, and I started praying for her. And the Spirit of God told me to tell her, you got the dancing feet of David. And that little lady who came who had supposedly had a, a broken ankle, I told her, the Spirit of God says, you have the dancing feet of David. And she started dancing. It was in front of everybody at church. She started dancing. God healed her heel, her ankle. That was Sunday morning, Sunday night. She came to church in high heel shoes, totally healed and praising God. Sometimes you're going to have to do what the devil's telling you you can't do, what you're not able to do, but you've got to get dog determined that you're going to grab a hold of whatever the Spirit of God has promised you, that I'm not going to let it go. I believe in the God who is faithful and just, and He, God who is willing. And that's why I want to share with you this scripture quickly here. In Genesis chapter 25, verse 21. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife. There's a message right there, but that's not it. Because she was barren, and the Lord granted his plea, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. But look what it says. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, Ay, 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 if all is well, why am I like this? I heard my wife say that a few times when she was pregnant. So she went to inquire of the Lord. Whoa! Listen, women, the spirit of religion was, it will tell you, be quiet! Just accept things. Don't be curious about this and that and the other. But this was a woman of God. And it says she didn't go, require, she didn't go inquire of her husband. She went and inquired of God. 
And she went in and inquired of the Lord, ladies, you are released to look for God and inquire for God yourself. You are released to go into the inner chamber, not only with your husband, but you are released to go as a daughter of the Most High Living God and inquire of the Lord yourself, such and such. Why am I going through this? And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. And when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over. So they called him Esau. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand, somebody shout out, hand, took hold. Somebody shout out, took hold. Shout it out, took hold. Shout it out, took hold. Because this is our message. Took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob, which means heel. And Isaac was 60 years old when she bore him. Now it says in the New Living Translation, it says, Isaac pleaded the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was unable to have children. And the Lord answered Isaac's prayer. And Rebekah came pregnant with twins. And the two children struggled each with each other in the womb. The message translation says they knocked heads. They were constantly knocking heads in their mother's translation. And she went to ask the Lord about it. Why is this happening to me, she asked. And the Lord told her, The sons in your womb will become two nations. From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. One nation will be stronger than the other, and the older son will serve the younger son. And when the time came to give birth, Rebekah discovered that she had indeed have twins. And the first one was very red at birth and covered with thick hair like a fur coat. So they named him Esau. Then the other twin was born with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So they named him Jacob. Now let me just share this word with you. The word to take hold, took hold. If you have notes, write this down. You need this. The word took hold is a Hebrew word, achaz. This word took hold, achaz in the Hebrew means to take as personal property. To take as personal property. We've got to take these mountains as personal property. We have to take the promises of God as personal property. Now get a hold of this because you're going to see that Jacob did it as an infant to later on do it with the angel of the Lord. He took hold of the angel of the Lord and wrestled with him all day and night and would not let him go until he would receive his promise. And that word achaz means to take his personal property. If you take your notes, it means to bolt the door or deadlock the door behind you. Remember when Noah's, the ark was closed? Achaz. No one could get in, could they? That's what this word means, to bolt the door behind you. It means to fasten. It means to take the promises as yours. Now, what does this mean? By this baby Jacob taking, taking hold, ahaz, of the heel of Esau, he was saying, you may be coming out first, but I have first place. The promises are mine. I have it in my spirit. I'm deadlocking that I am going to be the heir. It says that Abraham had to have faith first of all for a nation. And when he had the faith for the nation, he had to have faith for, no, he had to have faith for the land that he could not see. 
And he took, he ahas, he took hold and he, he bolt locked the door and he says, even though I don't have an heir, I'm taking the land. But to have the land, you promised me an heir. And since you promised me an heir, you promised me through the heirs that I will have kings. And not only did you promise me kings, you promised me that, I, that my sons were going to be kings and out of my sons were going to come the king of kings. And that out of that is going to come forth a nation. And it's not only going to be the nation of Israel, but it's going to be the nation of faith, which is you and I, the church of Jesus Christ, born with the vision of Abraham, with the promises of God, that the blessings, the promises of God shall be handed down to ours because we would say, we might not have had been born in first place but the promises that God gave to Abraham is mine too so he took hold of that and he said I'm going to lock the door and I'm not, even though you're coming out first I'm going to have my place I'm going to have my property and I'm going to have my promises in other words even though it looks impossible it's still my promise even though everything's telling me it's not going to work and I'm not going to see nothing come out of this, I'm still going to have what I've been promised. Even though it doesn't seem to be flowing and it doesn't seem to be manifesting, and even though it seems to be taking its time, and we know that Abraham waited for that child for 25 years before Isaac was born, and then Isaac seemed to have the same problem. But listen to me, when the Holy Spirit is silent, and when it seems like things are not flowing as quickly as you want it to, that is the school of the Spirit to better train us to walk by faith and not by sight. Because it'll take a generation to raise up a new generation that is not moved by sight, by what they feel, by what they see, but they walk across to the promises of God and they did bolt the lock to the lies of the enemy they did bolt the lock to the circumstances of the past they did bolt the lock that I'm not going back there's nothing back to go forward to but I'm going on because the promises of God are mine and I'm going to head on to what God has promised me and I'm not looking back I'm going forward I will find the land I will have a son I will have kings I will have priests I will have a nation and the Messiah shall come forth out of my blowings even though for 25 years I do not see my wife an old lady pregnant she shall conceive that's the walking by faith and you're walking through a time now and you may be saying I don't feel nothing I don't see nothing I don't I don't feel anything you're in a school of the spirit you're in the school of the spirit when you can't see nothing when you can't feel nothing it's when you have the opportunity to go deeper and where you've got to get to the point like Jacob, unperfect as he was, but what he did have going for him, ahas, this is mine. These are my mountains. These are our children. This is our ministry. This is our world. This is our land. And the Lord says, I am going to plant the righteous in the land. And I'm not going to allow them to come out anymore. How many want to take a, a hold of a rebirth of revival? Amen. Psalms 37 says, The godly will possess the land and will live there forever. The message says, The good get planted on good land and put down healthy roots. Healthy roots. What happens in the time where it seems quiet? And it seems like the water is not being stirred. That's the time when Jesus comes. That's the time when he teaches you how to pray non-religiously and not, not repetitions. Repetitions quit.
memorization quits and what's in the heart comes out. And there's a stirring in the hearts that we're going to see a reformation in this area. We know that there's something coming into this area, but we have to be prepared for it spiritually. It's not just being good people going to church, but it's being willing to go through the dry seasons, but yet with a tenacity and a boldness and a strength that I have been called to possess the land. And Psalms talks about being in the land, not having rotten fruit, but having good fruit. I put you there to bear good fruit. And I want you to agree together, church, that we're going to see good root in central Louisiana, and we're going to see a healthy root in central Louisiana, and we're going to see healthy fruit in central Louisiana. Because you know what? What is Word of Grace summed up? God behind the scenes. Now let me close with this. I said I was going to close, but let me close with this. Thursday night, I had to drop my boys off at practice, and I went to uh, CVS to get some stuff. And when I was there the guy from the Chamber of Commerce stopped me. And he shook my hand and he was all in his suit and everything. And we were talking and he was telling me they're having their next supper. And he was telling me about tomorrow night at the Methodist Church. They're telling me about this four-lane bridge. They're going to start next year. And everybody's welcome to go to the Methodist Church tomorrow night uh, to this meeting. They're going to explain not only the new bridge that's going to be built, but even up to the Veterans Hospital, there's going to be new highways. And this highway is going to be opened up. And he told me that from Procter & Gamble, all the way to Bulow is going to be businesses that there's so many things that are coming into this area. And he's just started talking about all kind of stuff that's happening and new jobs that are coming to this area and how the highway is going to be this and the highway is going to be that and the bridge is going to be this. And he just all excited and he stopped. He says, but I've got to ask you something, brother. He said, did somebody tell you all of this when you bought that property? He said, how did you know to buy there? He says, do you know you've got a gold mine? I said, I know the Lord does. He says, who told you what was going to happen on that highway? I said, nobody did. I said, the old lady who called the cops on us for coming pray over here and chased us off the property, ended up in the hospital and sold us this first part of this property for half price. And since she sold it to us for half price, we bought it. He says, nobody gave you a tip. He says, I know you know the mayor. Oh, I know the mayor, but nobody gave us any tips. God working behind the scenes. And now he's saying, do you know what you're going to be surrounded by? I said, I already see the hotel and I heard of other things that are coming around and we got at least 21 restaurants within a mile. I know. He says, you haven't seen nothing yet. And nobody tipped us off. It's God working behind the scenes all the glory to him we just keep falling in the right places we just got an awesome God who knows how to set his people up so I don't apologize if he put us here instead of putting us in the woods thank God for the church in the wildwood but we're the church on the highway we're the church on the hill We're the light to the region. We're the expandable, buildable, building church, habitation of the Most High God in this area, along with many other churches, to see God glorified in this area. And He just keeps setting us 
up in a magnificent way so that he will receive the glory and that souls can be trained to live in victory and souls can walk in the anointing and souls can have an atmosphere of the Holy Ghost and so that people can walk in a greater knowledge of the Word of God and that those who sat in darkness will be able to see a marvelous light and arise with anointing and lift the burden to destroy the yokes and God is just setting us to be able to impart and reveal a God of the impossible who is able to walk in high places like never before we just serve an awesome almighty God who has set us up as a church to reach people who have no hope and for people to walk in victory now I know I'm preaching to people tonight that you've gone through things and the miracles not all of them happened and you went through things in the natural but you've been through things spiritual and you've seen miracles but yet you've gone through things but it's going to take mature, tough, strong, knowledgeable people of the Word and the Spirit to walk in these days ahead. It's going to take the prophets climbing up the mountains instead of walking around the mountain. It's going to take the Davids who've gone through all the rejection of family, king, country, church, cave to cave but yet was still willing to say, Lord, if you can use me, use me. And ended up being the king that brought the nation of Israel back together. And he slipped up at the mountain and he said, we're going to take that mountain. Because the enemy says, we're going to put our blind and our weak on the mountain. And you won't be able to take it. And David said, I'm going to reward the ones who find a way up that mountain. And they climbed through the sewage. And they got into the city. And they conquered it. And they made it the dwelling place of the tabernacle of God. The most difficult is going to be the most rewarding. And I believe there's people here tonight, you are ready for more battle. And I know you're saying, oh no, I'm not. But His grace is sufficient. And we're going to battle and we're going to go together. And we're going to see God glorified. And when God comes, Jesus comes back, He's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You are like Caleb. Well, take another mount. We'll take another mountain. Amen. Well, I didn't get to half of what I had, but my time's been out for 11 minutes. Let's stand up and let's just praise God. Hallelujah. Did you get something out of this? Did you get something out of this? Well, bless God. I know I did. Glory. I got something out of this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I'll give you a wisdom that I even shut the mouths of the gainsayers. I'll give you anointing that'll lift the burdens, destroy generational curses and strongholds. There's something coming on the inside of you. I tell you, the Spirit of God is walking down the aisles looking for him who has a responsive, a receptive heart to receive what he wants to impart into the lives of his people. There is a deposit from the throne room of God for your life that is going to raise you up above the heads of your enemies and cause all the enemies to be put underneath your feet so that God will be glorified through your life and in your life. There is something new coming into your life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. There is something new. There's a big anointing. Somebody shout out, big anointing. There is a big anointing. There is a huge anointing. There's a supernatural anointing that is coming upon you. It's coming on the worship team as they sing. Things are falling off. It's coming through the ministry of the word that while the word is being spoke, those who are connecting and receiving things are falling off and things are being deposited. 
There are ears that are being anointed to hear as never before. It's in the darkest times. Hearing is increased. It's when I cannot use my eyes. I learn to depend upon my ears. Don't go by what you see. Heed the voice of the good shepherd. Who said my sheep know my voice. I praise you for the anointing upon our ear. Morning by morning you anoint our ear to hear as the learned. We will not turn away but we will yield. To what the voice of the spirit of the Lord would say. And we praise you for a moving of the waters. We praise you for a reformation and a revival among your people. We praise you that vision means expectancy. An expectancy that greater things are yet to be done in this city, in this church, in our lives. Father, we honor you tonight that we are called by you. We did not choose you, you chose us. And we were here for such a time as this to move together as an army for your glory. Bless your people and cause a hunger to be stirred in the hearts and the minds of your people. We declare that the spirit of religion is being torn down. That the walls that have keeping the generations back from entering into the greater things is being torn down. Thank you that every spirit of religion and idealism of man is falling down even in this church so that the spirit of the Lord will have freedom and liberty. Holy Spirit, have your way. Anoint us afresh and anew because we desire you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church. Don't forget the announcements. Get the bulletins. If you need prayer, we'll be here to pray with you, minister to you, anoint you with oil, whatever you may need, but we love you. Have a great week. Listen, Wednesday night, the Lord told me. Listen, listen, listen to this. Wednesday night, the Lord said, I want you to read the scripture on safety. I read it and I declared it. On the way home, a couple ran into a deer and it just messed up their truck and it could have been devastating. And the first thing he told his wife on the way to the hospital or somewhere, first thing he told his wife was, the pastor prayed for our defense tonight. Now I know why. It defended us. May you go protected in the Lord tonight. And every day this week, may you be blessed and highly favored of God. May you see your prayers answered and the desires of your heart completed. Believe for great things. Don't belittle God, but believe God for big things. As D.L. Moody said, we serve a big God, so make big plans. Amen. We love you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.